Welcome everybody to the first Red Bean Sports Podcast, a podcast dedicated to all NOLA sports, or really Louisiana sports. We love LSU too. Um, I don't know about anything after that. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't know. Well, I mean, what about the baby cakes? Who are they? You know, the minor league baseball team, the baby cakes. Yeah, them too. Wait, wait, wait. Is that what they changed the stuff? All right, we're getting off Yeah. Track. Anyway, this is your host, Jamal Dunn, and your other host, Chris Jefferson. Say what's up, Chris. What's up? All right, y'all. Well, just to introduce us, uh, both of us are from New Orleans, born and raised. Went to St. Aug, so you know we're smart. Uh, so we just wanted to start this podcast to talk about I, – I, I do a lot of writing um, on bird rights uh, for the Pels. So, you know, I already am into the Pels, and, of course, everybody in New Orleans loves the Saints. So we're just going to get into it. Hopefully y'all enjoy it. Um, if not, I don't really care. So the Pels. The Pels, the, the always coming Pels, the always coming, never there Pels. Um, I guess the big thing that everybody's waiting on with the Pels, Chris, is what the hell are they going to do with Gentry and Demps? I mean, I just don't know what's taking so long. I, <laughs> I mean, it's time to cut cord, man. You got to get rid of them. I mean, they've been there forever. I mean, Dale Demps can't even put a competent roster together. I mean, you got two of uh, one of the best players in the world. I mean, Anthony Davis, Boogie Cousins, two of the best players in the league, and can't get them no help. I mean, there's no shooters. Drew can't stop turning the ball over. I mean, where do you begin? I mean, if you look at this team, the way it's constructed, it looks like this team should be ran by Monty Williams, and the team that Monty Williams has should be ran by Gentry. So it's like – it should be flipped, and Dale should have known when he hired Gentry, the pieces around, I mean, if you're going to acquire Boogie Cousins, that's not the running fun type offense you see in Golden State. So, I mean, I, he's failed on multiple levels. I mean, I, I don't know how many times you can fail before you get fired. I mean, it's like you showing up to work, and, I mean, you're not doing your job. They're not going to keep you. It you know? kept me this long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so what do you think, man? Um, well, here's the thing. I have a – when I look at Dell, you kind of have to look at it a couple of different ways. On the one hand, he's had like some – one, he was dealt a tough hand. Like if you remember when he came in, Chris Paul was forcing his way out. I do. Uh, it was owned by George Shin at the time, or actually the league, I think, at the time. Yeah. Um, and so it was a real tough situation he came into. And so, you know, I always kind of cut him a little slack on that. And initially he made some good moves around the edges, which he's always been, kind of been good with finding like little role players. Like – the 10th guy on the roster. He's good at finding that guy, but he's horrible at finding one through nine. But, um, and then you had the whole Eric Gordon thing. And the, my main problem with Dempson, why I kind of hope he's gone after, you know, this offseason, is he always seems to double down on his mistakes. So he made a mistake with Eric Gordon. 
Uh, or not a mistake. He was kind of forced into that trade. But Who might be the sixth man of the year? Fuck Eric Gordon. Okay, let's start with that. Let's just start with that. Fuck him and his his stupid face. I hate him with his... He's just... He's just... Ooh. Anyway, okay. Back to back to Dimps. So, he doubles down on the Eric Gordon thing. After it doesn't work, he's injured for basically the whole... You know, his first contract with the Pels or then Hornets. Uh, but he doubles down on that. And okay, fine. Uh, maybe I forgive you the one. Then he trades for Ashik. And Ashik was okay. He wasn't uh, he wasn't amazing, but he was fine I mean, that, that first year they got him. Is but he still alive? I don't know, man. Nobody wants to talk about <laughs> what's what, wrong with him. Nobody wants to talk about what Ashik really has. Man. We don't know. <laughs> I don't ever want to eat what he ate. I don't know, man. I think Ashik might have spent a late night on a chef. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't want to pass no judgment on him though, but, but, but yeah. So Dimps, he doubles down on the Ashik deal, resigns him for way more. I don't know who he bidding against himself. I'm pretty sure. And then uh, we had the Solomon Hill deal. Like so, one bad deal. Look, every GM's gonna have a miss. One bad deal. I'm not sweating it. I'm really not. After the Eric Gordon thing, I was like, well, he's a young player. You thinking maybe he can turn it around? Whatever. That's three bad deals and. When you look at it this offseason, I'm not sure that it would have even mattered with the guys who are out there this offseason. But if they did want to say, you know, Paul George was a free agent and was looking to move, uh, which he's not. But if he was, they they could have more money. If like Ashley, I think he's at nine and I think uh, Hill's at 11 or 12. Yeah. Like that's getting pretty close to a max deal or, you know, near max deal that you could throw at somebody. Instead, it's it's tied up in whatever Solomon Hill is, Trash. and and this I was about to say something real real cruel about Ashik, but but and in Ashik, so I think those are fireable offenses. Um, now the funny thing though is I thought it would come. I thought today would be the day we would hear an announcement. I thought they yeah. would. Let, I thought they would let them have Easter. You know, black people love Easter. So I I thought they were gonna let them go to church and dress up and put their gaiters on and wear a pink suit. And then, you know, fire him on Tuesday. I guess that's the thing. Everybody, I mean, Twitter was blazing this morning. I mean, everybody's like, when are we going to hear? Whether they're keeping him or not. I mean, when are we going to hear something? They just let them twist in the wind. I mean, nobody knows what's going on. Well, I mean, first, first they got to remind Benson that he owns a basketball team. Oh, yeah, that's true. And then they got to wheel his ass into the <laughs> – <laughs> Can you imagine if Benson had to fire people himself? That would take forever. Oh, let me. Yeah. You. 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 <laughs> Poor Benson, man. I love. Uh, I love Benson. We wouldn't even have no teams without him. But, yeah, that's true. But at the same time, like we got to stop pretending that he's still alive. Yeah. And wheeling him around, he's like Uncle Bernie. <laughs> One of my favorite movies, actually. <laughs> Uncle Bernie's. I don't even know what you call that, but, but yeah. But in terms of the off season. What do you think? And see, this is a hard thing, though. It's hard to talk about the offseason without knowing who's going to be running the team. Yeah. But I, I guess if I were them, like, I guess the biggest decision, obviously, is Holiday. I mean, you got to let Drew walk. I mean, I mean, that's what I think. But a lot of people don't think that. A lot, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, no, he's a. I mean, how could you not? I mean, I what know, has he man. done? He's dribbled the ball off his foot. I mean, have you seen him play when Boogie came? I mean, he. He looks lost. I mean, like, 
he don't know how to play basketball. It was like he was out there playing with Debo. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, oh wait. Oh. It's like he's scared if he's messed up, he's going to get beat up or something. Now, I do, on the one hand, I mean, his, his wife did have that whole brain cancer thing. He's got a baby now, a new baby. So there's a lot to deal with. So maybe, you know, I could, I, I, I could understand if maybe he's distracted or something like that, but. I don't know. He was terrible down the stretch to yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, he really was. And, and what bothered me even more was after they uh, were eliminated and they started resting AD and, and Boogie, he still wasn't putting up any points. You would think, as a, as the only star of our sad big three that we have here, um, you would think that he would take off. Like, with those two guys out, obviously he's got to take more shots, and you would think he'd be more assertive. But he doesn't. But he didn't. He he was like ten at one game. I saw he had ten points on I don't know, seven for nine shooting or six for nine shoot whatever it was. It was like you took nine shots, man. So you just gave the rest to Tim Frazier and, <laughs> and Solomon Hill <laughs> and Agensa. And that's this is what we do now. We're just gonna give them more shots because we know that makes sense for them to be taking all those shots. And it just it's almost like he has no. Um, Feel for when to be aggressive and when not to be exactly. And that's the biggest problem I have with Drew. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, and with the market in the NBA, I mean, you know, he's gonna get max money, and close to it at least. And I just, especially I, if the Knicks are involved, you know, they I, love. Yeah, he can go to the Knicks. I'd be fine with that. I mean, Phil's probably on his way out anyway, breaking up Carmelo and Lala. But that's another story. But <laughs> you, you think you think Phil got got at Lala? You know, it wouldn't surprise me at that all. Was a, he's a smooth dude. Man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Even at like 70-something years old. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me at all, knowing Phil. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's trying to trade away Carmelo out of New York. <laughs> so he keep Lala. <laughs> but, hey, I mean, man. I just don't want to see the – I mean, I don't want to see the Pels give Drew Max money. I think we can go find a serviceable guy that can play better. You know, maybe we don't have to give Max money to, like Patty Mills. You know, who's going to be a free agent this year. I mean, that guy can shoot it. And that's what the Pels need. They need some outside shooting. I mean, I don't know how many damn times Anthony Davis will kick the ball out or Boogie will kick it out to a wide open three. Clank. And all he is, clank, clank, boink, boink. I'm like, damn, can we hit a three once in a while? Solomon Hill is just parked in the corner shooting. He can't hit a bar outside of a barn. I mean, you got to get some shooters in there to help help these guys, man. I mean, Anthony Davis is not going to be there forever. You know, I mean, he's there now. You know, and he says he wants to be there, and that's all yeah, fine. And they all say that until they don't want to be there. But <laughs> you got to win. Yeah. And, I mean, they hadn't been back to the playoffs since they went the last time, and I just feel like this team is taking too many steps back to keep Dell. And, I mean, Gentry is – I'm just – Gentry says the same thing. I I mean, you could take all his press conferences and rewind them, and they're going to all say the same thing. Yeah. He has no personality or anything. I mean, I didn't think it was a great hire when they hired him. I kind of wanted a short thing. Like – I just feel like when you go out at the time, and I'm not sure it would have mattered with this roster, That's uh, true. but I was like, man, when you have a chance to get an elite coach, like they had Thibodeau who wanted to come and they had Van Gundy who wanted to come, there's certain guys where, like, like I'm a, I'm a fan of not having to worry about certain stuff. Like, um, you know, when you can lock up, it's, it's kind of like uh, when we got Drew Brees. As amazing as it is to have Drew Brees, it was even better to not have to worry every year about who's going to play quarterback, quarterback. are we going to draft a guy, are we going to sign another Billy Joe, or like, what are we going to do? You know, <laughs> it was nice just for, or it has been nice just for the last 10, 11 years, 
just to know that's taken care of. Now we can go and wow. work on other parts of the roster, which we, which they, they of course fuck up. How but, am I gonna miss Drew, man? So, but so I think the same thing about coaches is why I'm saying that is is if hey if you can get an elite coach who's willing to come there, wants to come there, and you just don't have to worry about hey can this guy coach? You know if he has the right players, you know Van Gundy can coach if he's got good players. You know Thibodeau can coach if he has good players. You, that's not something you got to worry about. Gentry, he never he's had head coaching spots before, and he's never really done anything. He's with failed it. everywhere he's yeah, been. He's had he had that one good season in Phoenix, Phoenix. which was really D'Antoni's team. Uh, but you know, credit where it's due. Huh? How about D'Antoni this year? Man, f D'Antoni too for bringing back <laughs> for bringing back Eric Gordon's trash career. Man, that's a fun offense to watch. No, it's not. I hate them. I hate their offense. They're irritating in everything they do. Ryan Anderson, who's now back to his old bricking ways. Yeah. Like, I always thought it was funny because you know how it is, man. Everybody, there's negative stereotypes and then there's positive stereotypes. Ryan Anderson is, is a white guy, right? And people think white guys can shoot. And a lot of white guys can shoot in the NBA. And so, whatever. So, he would get overrated. Like, his three-point shooting, I mean, he's had, I can't remember what his best season was, but he's never been, like, elite. He's always been good three-point shooter. But you know how many open threes he would just brick. Brick, yeah. And he's, I was watching Houston the other night, and he was back to the same old stuff. I was like, oh, that's the Ryan I know. That's the <laughs> Ryan I know. Just when you think you're about to start a run, the brick. for the Rockets, man. <laughs> I hate Ryan Anderson. No, I don't hate Ryan Anderson. I hate Eric Gordon. So are you but a I just like Ryan Anderson. What? So are you a Mavs fan? No. You're not rooting for the Pels since you live in Dallas? Uh, no, I'm a more of a Portland fan Okay. when I'm not rooting for the yeah, Pels. Yeah, I would love to see Dame in a Pels uniform. Oh, Come on, Dale. Save your job. Let's not even start those fantasies because it's never <laughs> going to happen. Portland's never going to. I've heard them talk about trading one of those dudes. I don't know if it was. Well, I haven't heard them. I heard rumors about that. Well, I mean, I would take anyone, any one of those guys. I mean, well, personally. they're not going to trade them. They're not that. I hope they're not that stupid. I keep that backcourt together as long as I could. But him, there needs a lot of pieces around them. Hey, you can go find some pieces. Well, it's well, hard to get dudes that can shoot like that. Pels ain't got no pieces. It's hard for them to find pieces. You know, I was thinking though, what if they went after like Lowry? Now, here's the problem with Lowry. He's I think 31, and I don't have a problem with him being 31 as a basketball player, but he's going to be wanting top. No, this is his last big contract. Yeah. So he's not going to, you know, obviously his team can pay him the most. You could do like a one-in-one LeBron thing, but I don't know. He's not LeBron, so yeah. he's probably just going to be like, man, give me my five years and whatever amazing number it is, and let's let's keep it moving. What other point guards are hitting free? There, there's, there's Chris Paul, which – People are starting to talk that he that if they get bounced in the first round this year, uh, that team could possibly break up. I don't know. I think they all kind of just like living in L.A. and yeah, I would. being better than the Lakers. I think they'd probably just say, effort, we're never going to win. You're not going to win if you leave, probably, maybe. I've heard rumors about Blake wanting to go to OKC. I'd love to see that. Boy, how athletic would that team be then with him and uh, Westbrook? That'd be a fun, fast break, but. But yeah, so Chris Paul, would he come back? I don't know. But he's a he's a guy that I think wouldn't even entertain it unless we had well, maybe he's got cuz Gentry was on that staff when they had one of their best years. He was their offensive 
guy. So maybe he's got a, I don't know what kind of relationship he has with Gentry or if Gentry has enough juice to recruit him, I doubt it. But, you know, I was listening to uh, Russillo, Ryan and Russillo one day, and they were talking to Doc Rivers. And there's a rumor going around that if they do get exited in the first round, and Doc kind of squashed the, the rumors, you know, saying, you know, I'm here to say, which everybody says, I'm here to stay. But there's a rumor that he may be looking to get out of L.A. Who, Doc? Yes. So what would you feel if Doc became available? You know, I'm not in love with Doc as a GM. Like, I <laughs> No, like... no, I'm talking about as a head coach. Oh, I, yeah. I would think after this year he has to give up one of you. You have to be the coach or you have to be the GM. You can't do both. I mean, it's too difficult. Well, look, it depends on who you have. Like, if you have a real – because what most of the guys or the smart ones do is you have actually a real GM in there. Like, you have a general manager – some guy who's taking the calls, who's making the deals, who's you're in the meetings with, but you have final say, basically. So he can't close on a deal without without your approval or whatever. So um, that's that, that's how I would like to see it set up. If say Jeff Van Gundy came in, you know, I like Gundy. Yeah, I, I don't know who you're bringing as the as the GM. I know. Um, I don't know why he didn't get the job the first time. Who Jeff Van Gundy? Well, think about it. Jeff Van Gundy wanted to be a team president, and uh, Dale Demps that would have, and basically he would have brought his own GM in, and I don't think Dale either he would have either had to work under Jeff Van Gundy, oh. meaning now now I'm kind of demoted instead of me being the top basketball guy, now I'm the second basketball guy, or I just get fired because he would have say over that, right? So he could have come in and be like, oh yeah, we'll work together. You're fired. <laughs> So it was obvious, like that's always going to be a tough sell. Tiny GM. What I, what I wonder is like, who's running this organization? <laughs> it's not Mickey Loomis. It is Mickey Loomis, but Mickey Loomis has another job, a few other jobs actually. So Joe Dumas. And I know he can do more than one thing. It's not like he's got to be in there all the time. But you do have to wonder, like. Does he have the connections in that? I mean, now that's true. Now, I guess maybe he would though, because I mean, he's been in an NFL GM for a long time, and a lot of those guys also represent NBA guys. So, yeah, he would have the connections to the to the agents where you could back channel and try to see if a guy's interested or not. But at the same time, it's like, where is your focus? I would like to have somebody, even though, and I'm always a in this respect a Loomis defender of people. Always like, oh well, he's the GM of the Saints, and it's like. Come on, man. Like, you know, there's IBM has like, I don't know, 100 businesses, and there's one woman who runs the whole. She doesn't run it by herself, obviously, but she does manage all that stuff, and people report to her. And all. there's a way to run multiple businesses. All right. So um, I, I never buy that. But <laughs> at the same time, it is it would be nice to have someone whose only focus is the basketball team. Oh, I mean, I agree 100%. I, you know, but that's what people don't understand about the way the Saints, are, the Saints, and all these teams are structured. I mean, it's you know, it's not like any other organization in sports. You know, people be like, "Oh, fire the GM," and I'm like, "Dude, Mickey Loomis has no. more job security than anybody I've ever seen." Yeah, He's, Tom Benson got rid of his kids, and Mickey Loomis is still, still there. there. <laughs> <laughs> so that right. tells you that tells you what that relationship is <laughs> like. He is. Anywhere. But I always tell people though, like Loomis is not just in 
the Saints. Like he's in the he's a part of the Saints. He's a part of the uh, uh, the NBA team, obviously. But he's also part of Benson's real estate business. Yes. Like he's more of a conciliary or whatever you call that yeah. than than anything else. Like he's not getting fired. No. <laughs> um, and it's I think this is one of those reasons why Sean Payton, even after all the huffing and puffing about maybe going here, maybe going there, hasn't left. Because there ain't nobody to answer to. Nope. There's no there there. <laughs> yep. Like, you knock on the owner's door, you're just going to see an empty bottle of applesauce roll out. <laughs> so, Good old time. Yeah, so, I mean, he's not going anywhere. But I would like to see him at least relinquish his team president role to hopefully an actual basketball guy. Yeah. Whoever the next GM or team president, whatever that you bring in, just let somebody else deal with it. And at the end of the day, yeah, you can – Whatever you can be over the whole thing if you want, but let somebody else handle it. Like I agree, and it's kind of weird because I, I I actually don't think I think fans would have a much bigger problem with it if it were the other way around. If if the Pelicans uh, GM was running the Saints, <laughs> be pickets, torches, people would be pissed <laughs> off. You don't think that their inability to to find a defense or defensive players. That people would be like, well, if you just stop, he's always worried about the basketball team. If you just stop, you know. <laughs> but with the Pels, they can just kind of go under the radar because nobody really cares. Nobody really cares. So, but I don't know, man. But that, I guess that's a good transition, though, because NFL draft is coming up. I think it's, what, 10 days? Next, next 10 Thursday, days. right? Yep. Shit. <clears throat> so. Christian McCaffrey with the 11th overall pick. I was, I was thinking more like uh, taking a kicker with the first pick. How'd that work out for Tampa Bay? I wonder if our kicker's actually good. That dude Lutz. He seemed good. Well, I saw on Twitter about a month ago he was kicking at his old college. He kicked like a 55-yarder straight down the middle. But, I mean, you know, there's no pressure or anything, you know. And, I mean, he kicks in the dome, so how hard could that really be? I don't know, man. But, so first round. Saints obviously have five picks in the first Three rounds. Well, that may not be the case after today with Malcolm Butler signing his tender. I don't think they're going to trade. Th- that would be so retarded to me to trade for a first-round pick and then trade it immediately back. I think what they're going to do is trade next a pick next year. I-, I think he gets traded either at the draft or right after the draft, it, you know, assuming I, he gets traded at all. I'd be okay with that. I mean, I, I mean, you got to get better defensively. Yeah. I mean, it's just you can't patch over it anymore. I mean, Drew's getting older. I mean, I like the signings they made in the offseason, improving the offensive line. Uh, me and you had a conversation a while back. You think the Saints may run the ball more next year. Yeah. You know, to try to conserve Drew's arm a little bit, you know. I mean, what's the point? This man throws for 5,000 yards every every freaking year. And what is it? 8-8? Eight and eight, What is it? 79 the last couple of years? You know, I'm... Sound like a good record to me. Shut up. <laughs> You know, it would be a crime for Judah not to win another Super Bowl. Well, prepare for some criminal activity. <laughs> I mean, they should have won it in, what, 13? Uh, no, that was 11. 11. 11, that was their best team. Oh, that was better my than God, that team was so good, man. Yeah, they were on all cylinders, and then Roman Harper <laughs> destroyed all that. I forget who was uh, – so the Niners went on to play the Ravens. Raiders. What, the Ravens? The Ravens, yeah. Shit, that was in New Orleans, wasn't it? It was. Oh, my God. That was when, uh, whatchamacallit? Jacoby? Jacoby. Yeah. Was, he was, wasn't MVP, but he had some big plays. We had a kickoff return, yeah. a long catch. <clears throat> that guy. I don't know how that guy made it to the league. Stuck no, no, so man. long. 
Hey, man. All with the rest of the Purple Knights, man. Yeah, man. But Hopefully we get another one in uh, 10 days. Oh, yeah, Fournette. To the Panthers. Oh, ah. God, no. If, if Fournette goes to the Panthers, that's a sum of all fears, man. man like, him and Cam. Me? That is a nightmare. Him and Cam. There's no way. There's no way. You know how many concussions our corner is going to get? Yeah. Going to go up against him and Cam? P.J. Williams won't get out first play. <laughs> <laughs> man, that read option would just be devastating. Could you just imagine him coming full speed at you, both of them? And then on the goal line, oh. you can't even stop it. I mean, on yeah, the goal line, just you, you can't. You just give it to him. You can't even consider. So I've been it. hoping he goes to the Jets or maybe the Jags, but that's a, that's the only hope, really. Nobody else in that range really needs or wants a running back. Yeah, that's so, true. And who knows? The Panthers are, they need help on defense too. So maybe they just decide to wait on a running back. But, I've been monitoring though their little websites and stuff. Man, they're talking about they're trying to move up. Oh shit! To to get him. Well, I will say this. I would be happy and sad. I would be happy for his career because he's going to have a good career playing with Cam there. Like, that's a, that's a match made in heaven. I would be sad because the Saints got to play him. Twice and a year. That's, that's, that's two bills right there. That's 200 yards a game on us. 100 for Cam. Man, we we improved defensively, man. We signed fairly. We got Rankins. Mm-hmm. Cam. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got – what's the linebacker we just signed from Carolina? Um, uh, can't think Quinn of Quinn Cook. Name. Is that his name? No. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, we're we're improved defensively, you know. But yeah, that's just it's just a different kind of beast. Yeah. So, I mean, so what do you want them to take with the first? So, assuming they keep the two a pass rusher, pass rusher, pass. No corner. No safety. Like people say, oh, we're going to take Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams is not going to be there at 11. No, and I don't – I don't. I like Jamal Adams, but I don't, he's not for this team. Hey, man, do you know uh, Jamal Adams was coming out of high school, was like a three-star, and Hootie Jones coming out of Louisiana that went to Alabama was like a five-star safety? Did you know I was a no-star? Yes. <laughs> and look how I turned out. So you really can't go off the ratings. That's true. So. That's true. But but anyway, but I always thought it was weird. I don't even understand. That's just a quick side note. I don't even understand how all that ratings. There's too many players. Yeah, you can't get it right. Yeah. You can't. There's no pot. I always think that when people have the top classes up there, I'm like, you don't know if these dudes are good. Like, I That's mean, true. Like, there's so many variables that go into it. Whether it might be the system you play in or the, the district you were in or whatever. It's just like you don't know who's good and who's not and all this kind of stuff. That's why they bring in 12 quarterbacks and then 11 of them got to transfer. <laughs> so, or unless you're LSU, then you just don't bring in no quarterbacks. Yeah. I think that's going to change, though, with LSU. They already got some quarterbacks looking at them. So, but, yeah, I'm hoping the Saints, getting back to the draft, I'm hoping the Saints get um, – I don't know, man. I, I've been wanting Derek Barnett from Tennessee. I'd be okay with that. Everybody keeps whining about his athleticism and he's not – the measurables. I'm like, I'll take a dude who has skills over yes. measurables any day, any day because you know the dude with skills is not going to bust. Yep. Like, he's just not going to bust because at least he's got he, – we already know he's got the hands, he's got the feet, you know, he's got the instincts. And, of course, he's going to get better. He's going to get faster, stronger when he's working out professionally. So, I like him. I, I love Hassan Reddick from Temple. Man, you keep telling me about this guy. I guess I, need to, I guess I need to do some research on this guy. Man, I love Hassan Reddick. Like – um, now, he's not a perfect fit for what the Saints need, but, like, he, he's a great 
pass rusher off the edge, but he's only like 6'1", so he's not a dude who you're going to stick down there as a defensive end. He's really more of a wheel, like an outside linebacker, but he can cover. He runs like low 4.5s, uh, high 4.4s four uh, at 230-something, uh, 6'1", 230-something, out of Temple. Dude can ball. So I like him. What about Ruben Foster? I like Ruben Foster. I kind of heard he was dumb, though. Yeah, I heard the same thing. Yeah. I, heard, I heard he didn't call the defenses at Bama. Yeah, we got enough dumb linebackers with Stephon Anthony. Stephon Anthony. Anthony. Dude, how can you be that talented and you, you can't grasp a defense? Especially after you've been there for – well, you know, there was the Robert Meacham thing. It took him like four years to learn the <laughs> offense. And he only ran one run route. So it took him <laughs> four years to learn a post. <laughs> Side note again. So I was watching uh, Josh Dobbs' pro day to University of Tennessee quarterback. Yes, he's he, going to be good. Because, yeah, he's a dude I want the Saints to draft in maybe the third round. But I'm watching that, and I see this receiver working out um, with him, like catching passes for the scouts. And then afterwards, they interview the receiver. It's Robert fucking Meacham. And so then I'm thinking, because I, I knew he went to Tennessee, so I'm thinking, oh, he's just going back to help the, help the young bucks, you know, just – Give him an NFL receiver to throw to, yeah, whatever. No, 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 no. He's out there working for the scouts. He ran the 40. He did the drills. <laughs> he did all that. I was like, Robert Meacham, you had two careers. You've had two careers, and now you, you're, at the, you're at the pro day? Hey, man, it's hard, man. You know, he got back child support. He was in jail for a while with back child support. Really? Yeah. Wow. He spent like 30 days in jail or something. So he, he really is dumb. He's not just football dumb. <laughs> He's just like actual dumb. He said he tricked off all his money. Doing what? How you spend that much money in New Orleans? Partying. He said he rent these lost pads on bourbon and have orgies and stuff. And he said that stuff costs money. Well, you know what? When you put it that way, it doesn't sound like such a bad investment. (laughs) 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 Kind of bad that you can't pay your child support. That is bad. That is bad. You didn't play professional football. I wonder if it was an orgy, baby. You know, that's an interesting question. You know that... They probably have some of those. That's got to be, boy, if you ever learned that story and you found out that you was, you was a result of an orgy and we're not even sure, like. Be a daddy. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's that's a terrible, gross. Yeah. But oh, man. what were we talking about? Back to the draft. Yeah, the draft. So, yeah, him, Gary and Conley. Uh, from Ohio State. I like him more than Marshawn Lattimore. And then uh, maybe at the bottom of the draft, those are dudes for the top. At the bottom of the first round, I was thinking something like Tredavious White, although he he sounds like he's not going to be there. I'm a big fan of Tredavious White. I don't yeah. I don't think he's going to be there. I think they mocked him somewhere in the like 20s, something mm-hmm. like that, going somewhere. But if he's there, I would, I'd be okay with them taking him. Uh, I heard uh, – Interesting fact note, uh, Duke Riley impressed the Saints. Hmm. Uh, maybe third or fourth round pick from what I'm – they yeah. really like Duke uh, for what I'm hearing. He had a good pro day. Um, another guy I keep your your uh, your eye on from LSU, uh, I, think his name is, I think it's Brumfield. He's an offensive lineman. They say he had a really good pro day. Yeah. I do anticipate the Saints taking an offensive line in this draft. I mean, you got to find – a right tackle. I mean, you thought you had a right tackle in Pete, but Pete just told you I'm not playing on the yeah. right side. I can only play on the left side. So, you got your center. You got your left guard, your left tackle. 
you got your right guard now. All you need is a right tackle. Even though Street's been pretty serviceable, but Father Time catches up to everybody. Yeah, Father Time needs to be taking him right about now. <laughs> I've, I've been over Street for a long time. I get why they keep him, but I've been over Street for a long time. Like, get this dude out of here, man. Like, so I do. I do expect him to take an offensive lineman in the, in the later rounds. I expect them to draft a running back and a tight end as well in this draft. Ooh, these tight ends in this draft, yeah. man. Man, like I really—that's the one. See, this is what happens when you don't when you don't uh, fill your roster out right. You got to spend time filling holes instead of like taking players you mm-hmm. really want. Like I really want Njoku from uh, Miami, Miami, that tight end. God, that dude is good. Or or OJ Howard from Bama. Yeah, he's or a beast. Uh, Evan Ingram. But like all those dudes, they're gonna go in. Howard's probably going top ten, but uh, Njoku probably somewhere in in the you know twenties, and then Ingram might fall into the second, second round. round. So they might have a shot with him in the second round if they want to go that route. But um, but yeah, also sleeper, this dude Malik McDowell, never from, heard of him from Michigan State. Ooh, people listening, if there's anybody listening, go. YouTube Malik McDowell's highlights from Michigan State. This dude is so incredibly cold. Where's and he, huh? Does he play? He well, he's really a defensive end, but they had him playing nose tackle because they didn't have anybody else. And he's huge. He's like six six, two eighty, something like that, maybe two ninety. But he can play in. He played in and tackle there. And uh, I mean, dude, dude can flat out ball. And when you see him, like he's like in terms of his athleticism, he's like clowny. Athleticism in, really? ter- in terms of size, strength, speed, kind of a thing. He doesn't have that many moves right now. He's got a couple of them, but that dude can play, man. That dude can play. I, I don't know if you had, if you had to take him at eleven, but at thirty-two, I think about it. Think he can go that high? Yeah, yeah. The scouts see that shit. That's why, like, when you go to the draft and there's always like a couple dudes who you're like, oh, I didn't even hear about him in the first round. Uh, I mean, sometimes it's just dumb teams, you know. But other times it's because the scouts look at it and, you know, maybe Todd McShay doesn't know everything about the draft. <laughs> or, or Mike Mayock, incredibly. So I can't believe they were considering him for a GM job. I know. Like, really? Because you sit on TV and talk about these players? Like, it might sound like he – but there's no skin in the game for him. Like, his his opinions don't matter. What Like, if, he get, if he's wrong or right, you know, and half the time the opinions that he's getting to – or stuff that scouts are telling him from the team. Like, he's talking to scouts. Scouts are like, oh, I like this guy. I like that guy. Uh, or here's a guy who's a sleeper who nobody's talking about kind of thing. I'm still baffled by the whole John Lynch hiring. I don't even have words for that, man. I don't even have words for that. It, one, Zero John, Lynch, John Lynch wasn't even a good announcer. <laughs> at, least, it, at least, like, some guys are, you like, he's a good, like Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr was a good announcer, and they were like, well, let's see. You know, even even he really shouldn't have went from that chair to the head coaching, but whatever. Uh, but John Lynch, he's going to be terrible. Yeah, I think so, too. He is going to be terrible. Unless maybe, I don't know, maybe he hires the right people, but I always think it's so funny, like with the Niners, because they have a – Who's that quarterback? That's my quarterback. If you is do it, that, is it, is it Gabbert? I don't even know. Meanwhile, Kaepernick's in exile. Yeah. 
Oh, trust me. Some team is going to break down. Yeah, he's going to be signed. I'm not worried about that. Now, some team is going to break down. Like, um, <laughs> you can't – somebody's going to roll into the season with Tom Savage or or some McCown or – Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. <laughs> or they're going to be down to Matt Barkley. Uh, but, I mean, I wouldn't mind – I really wouldn't mind the Saints bringing in Kaepernick. But I don't think Kaepernick wants to sit behind that, nobody. That's not going to happen. It's no. all about Johnny football. No, no, he ain't doing that. If anything, Peyton would just go out with Johnny Football. But they had eggs together. They had eggs? Yes, that's what Sean Payton said. They had eggs over breakfast. Was this at like 3 a.m.? You know, I'm not sure of the time, but it was probably doing, was at 3 a.m. Doing the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was at 3 a.m. I wonder what kind of eggs was it like? Waffle House, that's the only thing open. First of all, Sean Payton and Johnny Menzel do not eat at a Waffle House. I'm pretty sure Johnny Menzel eats at a Waffle House. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Johnny Manziel's apartment looks like a Waffle House. <laughs> heard he's changed his life around, man. Mm-hmm. Now he's just on coke. Heard he's found Jesus. Found him where? I don't know. <laughs> Bethlehem? <laughs> nah, man. That, they're not going to go that route. I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback, but that's that's well, actually a good point, though, because I'm hoping they get either Dobbs from Tennessee or Nate Peterman from, uh, what do you call it, Pittsburgh. I thought they played at Purdue. Nah, no, no, nah, he was he was under Matt Canada. Yeah, he was under Matt year. Canada's offense. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Matt Canada, oh, Coach O tweeted yesterday and was like, "Boy, Matt Canada's offense is kicking our defense ass all spring." But that got me to being worried. I'm not worried. See, <laughs> it's people like you, like, oh, I'm not worried. The defense is always gonna be good. And this and that and that. And then they come out there and they give up 30 points to BYU. Nah, man. I mean, I, the reason I don't worry about it is because I'm just not worried about it, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like they got a random, man. They got I know they lost a lot of guys, but they got some dogs out there. It might be some bumps. They might not be as dominant maybe as last year. But they always going to have – well, not always. But right now with, this, with these players and this coaching staff – they they're gonna have a good defense, and they just gotta get something out of their offense. I mean, because their defense, you know, who knows? Maybe it might not. Maybe it might uh, not be as good against top flight offenses, but against most of the SEC, psh. I want a shutdown Alabama defense. Is what I want. Oh, you I better want go to Alabama. Zero points, negative rushing yards. Which man, Coach O has done a hell of a job. I mean, shit, that's what they did line. against Florida, and they lost. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. You know, uh, they lost a lot of games like that. Yeah. That's how they lost to Alabama. Mm-hmm. Boy, they that did. defense played so well. They shut Jalen Hurts down. Yeah, but you got to score points. You know, unpopular opinion. I don't think Jalen Hurts is that good. He's really not. Yeah, people talk about him because I know because he was a freshman, and that's hard to do, especially at Alabama. But a true freshman. But I was like, mm, this dude is not that great. He can't throw. No, he can't really throw. He's a good little runner, but he can't really throw. But, I mean, he can make – it's hard for as an LSU fan to say somebody can't throw. That's kind of yeah, but... living in a glass house. But, I don't know, he's just not dynamic, I guess. Now, he's not... he's, he's a freshman, so maybe he gets better. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he got better. But, but yeah, I, I'm not scared of Jalen Hurts. I'm not either. Now, that running back they got, that's – 12 feet tall. 
and Ooh. 500 pounds. Uh, I don't know who's they always had him. Bo, fat. Bo Scarborough. They always had him fat running back. Bo Scarborough, who I'm gonna call it right now. He's gonna be a bust in the NFL, so. just like all the rest of them. Except <laughs> for Ingram. Not Ingram. Ingram's. Now this, I'm a draft Ingram in fantasy. Ingram's gonna have a hell of a season this year, especially if they sign Adrian Peterson. He's Behind coming him. up. He's coming up on his contract, right? And he's still in that little range, I think 26, 27, where he can get another deal. So he's coming off his a big contract. They signed uh, what's his name from uh, Warford, Larry Warford, I think. Is that his name? Yeah, the offensive from Detroit, line. who's a road grader, and you put him next to Pete, and in the middle of uh, with Coons in the middle and Armstead. Hopefully, he's healthy on that side, and you know whatever we'll get the tight end to help Streif. But, <laughs> <laughs> but but like they should be able to run the ball, yeah, and if they're smart, up. if they're smart, which we know Peyton is gonna fall back in the passing probably, but. If they're smart, they'll run it just a little bit more to be a little more balanced and keep some heat off of off of Drew as he gets old. But but I really like Ingram. I'm gonna draft him in fantasy this year. But um You drafting an Alabama guy. Hell yeah. I had Ingram last year and it was good for, for like five weeks. And then uh Peyton forgot that he had a had running, a running back. back. Yeah. So <laughs> Which is what he does all the time. Well the, well actually he was Getting off good, and then he started fumbling. He had those couple fumbles in the back-to-back games, yeah. and Peyton benched him. I'm like, Peyton, you had three straight losing seasons, and you benching somebody for two fumbles? Have some compassion, Peyton. Have some compassion for my fantasy team. <laughs> and have some compassion for Mark Ingram, who's never done anything except have amazingly bright earrings. He runs hard, though. You know he keeps those earrings in when he's running, he right? He does. That's crazy. Because you know that shit probably costs like $12,000 a piece. He just replace it. Yeah, you're right. It's not like he make that much, though. He'll make so much on his next contract. He'll be all right. You think he feels poor, like, when, uh, like, against the Pels? Because you realize, like, think about Tim Frazier makes as much as Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram. Dante Cunningham makes as much as Mark Ingram. Quincy Pondexter hasn't played basketball in two years. It makes as much as Mark Ingram starting running back. That just goes to show you how messed up the league yeah. is. <laughs> I mean, that, that that's amazing that the NFLPA allows like, this to go on. These dudes are so underpaid. And I'm not saying that uh, every guy should be getting $20 million, but it should be higher than it is. Like, you should not have. You, you know, know what's funny? What? If you look it up on Google right now, it has like. Uh, the average highest play salaries per sport. Yeah. The top was, I want to say, the NBA. Second was Major League Baseball. Third was the NHL. And last was the NFL, like $1.9 million. was like an average. Dude, they got to have like, they got to be in collusion or some shit with the PA or something. There's no way you could be this incompetent. They have the worst PA, and I get that you can't necessarily do the same kind of con, you know, guaranteed contracts because they're injury things. It's just a different sport. And I also get that it's more players, but they also make way more money, money. than yes. anybody else. So, like, the like the minimum salary in the NFL for a vet should be like $2.5 million, you know? It's just ridiculous. Because you look at an NFL roster, I looked at the Saints roster once, like from a salary perspective, only 11 dudes um, made – Real money. Money. Everybody else was either on vet minimum, rookie minimum, or some variation in between there. 
Like it was essentially Drew, of course, way at the top. Of course. And then Cam Jordan, a few other guys. This is back when like Colston and them on the team. So it's probably even less now because they've gotten younger. But this is back when Colston and, and Graham were on the team. So, you know. But yeah, it was like eleven dudes and then the next highest paid dude was like three million. And then the next guy was two million. And then it was after that it was just all minimum for like wow. thirty five straight dudes. Wow. And and that's how basically every NFL roster is structured because like unlike the NBA where they um, they kind of think about the middle level guys like you hear about the mid-level exception and biannual exception they have all these different little things um, that they can that they can get uh, to, to bump that salary up so I think their average salary is in the NBA is talking six ish six and a half ish somewhere in there so I mean it's just ridiculous it's just really ridiculous that you have cats buried on the bench like agents are so bad that they can't even like he demands a trade and then he just has to shut up about it because nobody, nobody wants to trade for him. Trade. like that's how bad it is i'm not playing because <laughs> he started the season saying that he was gonna start he was like oh i'm gonna start you just watch that's literally what he told the media then he's of course terrible and so he doesn't start despite the pels at the time not having a real center because Agenza had AIDS and and, <laughs> <laughs> and we just don't have anybody else. So we play AD at center, which is actually kind of better at the time anyway. But but he still couldn't get on the floor. Finally, they had to break down and put him on the floor eventually. But uh, he demands this trade, talking about he need he wants to play and all this. They go to the trade deadline. He was quiet as hell coming out of the trade deadline because <laughs> I'm pretty sure his agent told him, look, they offered you to all 29 other teams. <laughs> All 29. And nobody <laughs> even thought about it. They were pulling you out of deals. They tried to put you in the boogie deal. Yep. And they were like, nah, nah we can't. That's uh, all right. Nah, give us Galloway. We pass. <laughs> <laughs> give us Galloway. We, we pass. I was telling that to, to my wife, man. I was. We were talking. Uh, she's a school teacher. And we were talking about all these kids. Oh, I don't need school because I'm going to the NFL. And I was like, dude, even if you make it to the NFL, it ain't but a certain few dudes actually make money. I'm like, you look at the NFL parking lot, you're going to see Kias, Kondas, <laughs> Camrys. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, most of these guys, they are just normal people. They don't make a shitload of money, you know? Yeah. Now, NBA is a little different. You know, all yeah. their money is guaranteed, so of course they're going to get paid. And you got a lot more options with the NBA. If you don't make it to the NBA, the D League is scheduled to get an increase, so they'll oh, be making. They make pretty good money over They'll there. be making go it's not amazing, but it's a couple hundred thousand. Yeah, you know, but I mean, you, you make six figures for like ten years. That's pretty yeah. good living. You yeah, know? yeah. To not have to work a real job, I, yeah. <laughs> I take that. <laughs> you know, so there's a couple more options, but yeah, man, God, we have to improve this defense. Because, I mean, Drew ain't got about maybe three, four years. I three, mean, four. I think two, three. You know. If that. And I'm not even going to mention that. I don't want to speak anything negative about Drew. So Knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. We, we still have him for a little while. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I think they will be better on defense. They were better, especially after Rank got back, Sheldon Rankins. Yeah. They were much, they were much better. Yeah, he seemed like he's going to be real solid. Yeah. Real so, solid. if they can add another good rookie on the line, I don't know what this dude Okafor-Day sign is going to do. But the linebackers, they brought in Teal. So, um, I, I saw him out with his girlfriend the other night. Did they eat catfish? Hmm? 
Who knows? Maybe he really does have a girlfriend now. now you, you I know, would hope so. He got I money mean, now. Yeah, so I would hope so. Maybe he can at least have somebody sit there with him. Hope he has a good season. I really do. I don't know, man. We got to get something out of these guys. Well, now we got two, like, Hawaiians. Uh, I always wanted a Polynesian. They said Kikaha is, is, is back. Yeah. I love Kikaha, man, but it's not going to work out. You don't think so? Nah. Is that three ACL I tears? mean, there's nothing I wanted more. Like, after watching, I was a big Palomalu fan. I watched him in his luxurious hair for all those years. <laughs> and then we finally, like, all through the, before the draft, I wanted Kikaha. One, because he led the league in sack or the country in sacks. But also, because he was Polynesian, he had the beautiful warrior hair. I was like, I want that on my defense. You ain't shit unless you have <laughs> unless you have either a crazy white linebacker <laughs> with the blonde, long hair, or a Polynesian player with the, the long black hair. Like, you need a crazy long hair defender, or you're not a good defense. <laughs> or you need to do with Dreads down his whole back. Name me a good defense that doesn't have – now, and look at our defense. Any hair? Any good hair? VW Webb. He's a 10-day dude. You know, <laughs> we're the only NFL team that can sign 10-day contracts. And they start the yeah, following And they start. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is a lot like the Pels, though. Yeah. yeah. Which is, well, I, was, I always thought it was funny when Holiday went out. And Holiday uh, – he comes back and they ease him back in, like, oh, he can only play 20 minutes tonight. He can only play 18. But they sign these 10-day dudes in 45 minutes the first <laughs> night. It's like, wait, what? It's like, why, why does Tim Frazier get, like, he, he arrives at 6 p.m. He's on the floor at 8 p.m. and he's starting. But who's Drew got to be eased back in. Who's the guy that got out of the D-League? Played well. Oh, Crawford? Yeah, on yeah. the two year contract. That yeah. Was pretty good, man. He was burning it up toward the end of the year. Yeah, I like Crawford. I mean, and even though he was in D League, he's like an older player, so he kind of mature and doesn't make some of those dumb mistakes. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm hoping he can keep it up because, I mean, boy, he was shooting lights out, especially he was. from three. Yeah. And that's exactly what they need. What they so. need. Yeah, that's so bad. So, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what the Pels are going to do. How many. What's, what's Solomon Hill contract look like? A three-year deal? I think it was four or five, maybe. It's four or five. Damn, we stuck that. with him that long. Uh, man, look, Dell always adds the extra year just to piss you off. <laughs> it's just in his DNA. Yeah, like with Ashik, like there was no nobody else was ask, offering Ashik another year except for Dell. All right, Solomon Hill. Yeah, he's got one, two. Yeah, three years left after this. <sighs> At 11.7, 12.2, and 12.7. Maybe he'll improve. Well, that's the only hope I have for him. Like, most teams will sign a dude for, like, a couple million. I hope he improves. Dell signs you for, like, 12 million and, and hopes he improve. <laughs> but he did get better at yeah. towards the end of the season. I did start seeing him. He was more consistent on his shooting. He was pushing the ball a little bit, rebounding a little bit more, seemed more aggressive. But, man, I just don't know that I can de- depend on this dude, man. That's why you gotta get Dame. Dame Dollar. Have you heard his rap album? Or uh-huh. his rap? Can he, he rap? He's not terrible. Like for a dude who doesn't do it for a living and has a full time job, like he wasn't bad. He was on um, Sway in the Morning uh, was one time, and he had a, a pretty good, pretty good rhyme on there. Hmm. Maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll edit it into the episode or something, let people hear it. But but yeah, uh, Dame Dollar. 
Who else is a free agent? Let me look it up. Uh, is Reddick a free agent? Yeah, he is. That could be a good addition. As I'm Man, shooting. Reddick's not coming. Reddick's not coming. Uh, too busy living a Cali life. I don't know about that, but he's going to want to go. See, see, I don't know anything about. This is what happens when you don't have a proven coach. GM. That's true. Yeah. Like, you don't know how players feel about them. So it's hard to say. Like, if we had Jeff Van Gundy, I'd be like, yeah, he'll at least get a meeting. You know, nigga will sit down with him. But uh, I don't know if people going to sit down with Gentry. But, again, Gentry did coach him in, in, with the Clippers and uh, kind of helped his career a lot. And I've heard him say some positive things about Gentry. So, maybe. maybe. I mean, he would be a nice guy to get. But does he really want to spend his last couple years figuring it out with these? Yeah, that's true. With these fools? That's true. You know, when he can, he's going to have offers from all the contenders. Yeah. So... So I think he probably takes the, the mid level with you know some some contender somewhere. So so who do you think realistic for the Pels? Son? Um, Drew Holiday. No. Um, Jordan Holiday or Justin Holiday? Who? Just yeah, Drew's brother. <laughs> so, uh, twice the mediocre. Oh my gosh! They can they can be mediocre together. Uh, no. And, and Drew, I, I'm hard on him. I do like parts of his game. He's a really good defender, and he can play. He can basically defend one through three, which is valuable. But at the end of the day, the Pels need a lead guard, man. Yeah. They got to have or a lead wing, somebody who can attack and get in the paint yeah. and cause some problems. Because at that point, that's when defend you can make the defense scramble, and now they have to try to deal with you know Boogie or AD. Somebody's coming free. Yeah. Um, so if you had another attacker and then some shooters, then you you'd really be set. So that's what, really what they need. So, um, and I just don't know if they can get that out of this free agency. It just doesn't. There's a couple of guys who maybe like like I said, Lowry, Paul, but I don't know that they'll even consider consider coming to the Pels. Yeah. So what about a blockbuster trade? Yeah, Agensa. Pond Dexter, Solomon Hill for, what do you think, Durant? Throw on a few first-round picks. 19, 20, 21, yeah. 24. I mean, but I do agree that. Because, I mean, I've seen Drew penetrate in the paint and get there, and he don't know what to do. Well, what's weird is sometimes he does. Like, I've seen him in the past. He'll have these weird little runs of, like, five games where he looks like a like an all-star point guard. And then he just kind of goes back to nonchalant. It's like somebody. It's almost like somebody's stealing his, like, aggressiveness or something. Like he's gonna get out. Somebody taking bipolar. Damn, actually, that's actually not a bad theory. Maybe some days he's just feeling it. Some days, fuck it. <laughs> I mean, but I thought I thought especially down the stretch he was gonna be going ape shit. I thought because it was a contract year, you know, you can have a a two, three-week run towards the end of the season in NBA and end up with a $150 million contract. So I thought, okay, he's going to, you know, be working towards that, try to get as much as he possibly can. But no, he was yeah, he was fine letting uh, – That didn't happen. Yeah, just just let good old uh, Tim Frazier take the shots. <laughs> you don't need that. So, you know, I kind of – the best I think they really could do is maybe – and this is a stretch – because I don't know, because Patty Mills is probably going to get way too much money. You think? Uh, the only thing that might stop it is because he's small. So teams a lot of times don't want to pay small guys. 
and he hasn't started. I just need a guy just to stand on the perimeter and knock some threes down. See, I would say that, though, if if Drew was an attacker. If Drew attacked the defense, then, yeah, I would, I would love Shit. to kick it out to Let AD run the point. He ran a point in high school. Well, it's funny you say that because I am hoping – I saw uh, Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan run like a little side pick and roll together where uh, uh, DeAndre was a role man. And, and so I was like, oh, yeah, we need that. Because they couldn't, they couldn't do it. One, big men are not used to being or they're not used to having two big men in a pick and roll, uh, you know, power right. forward in the center. And usually one of them is a stiff, you know, even if they have one guy that's athletic. So – um, when I saw DeAndre and Blake do it, I mean, these dudes were just kind of turning in circles um, as Blake drives and the center switches on Blake and Blake just flies right, right past by. him. And had he had he not gone with him, he would have just thrown it up to DeAndre. Like, I was like, they need to be doing that with Cousins and AD. AD, um, his handle's gotten way better, but I think if he works on it a little bit more in the offseason, they could run that pick and roll and they'd be pretty deadly out of it. So there is that, but at the same time, man, they need they need some guards and some wings they do. that can get in the paint, man, get in the paint and cause some problems. Because all this, you know, what Drew loves to do is he walks up the court like he plays like a role player, but you're supposed to be a star. Yeah, you know, and what really is, I think he really is just a role role player. player. That's why um, I hope they don't pay him max money because. I, I, but this is the problem with Dell, and this is why I hope they fire him because. We've seen his in his past history. He's always doubled down on the bad decision. And he Eric Gordon, in, he brought in Drew. Omir Ashik, you know. So he's gonna he's gonna he brought in Drew. So that's his guy or one of his guys, and he wants to see it work with him probably. If he's smart though, or I think another GM would try to make like the right way to do it. I think is to try to maybe go after a Lowry. Or Paul, if they, if there's any, you know, inkling that they might leave their team, and you know, you just back channel and say, hey, do y'all even are y'all even interested? And then they'll tell you no, and then, and then you resign Drew. But if they say yeah, you take that meeting, and if he's willing, if one of those guys is willing to sign, um, make it happen. You make it happen. But I just don't, I just don't see, I don't see any of those guys. Really, well, I mean, even. Toronto's not going to do anything with just DeRozan and Lowry. Yeah, so that's the case you can make. That's the case you can make. I don't know if Lowry's ever you know, trying to look at his contract. Oh, shit. Oh, no, it's an option year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got an option year this year. So, um, so yeah. So, I don't know what kind of relationship he has with Gentry, if he has one at all. I don't know. Lauer's been all over the league, so he might actually. But uh, th- that's your best hope. Let me look at Lowry's stats. Even I just like him because he's he's more of a floor general yeah. than than Drew. Now, really, ideally, you want to play Drew next to somebody like that. Yeah. But they don't have money to do that because they signed Solomon Hill and Omar Ashik, who's at Turo Infirmary right now. <laughs> we need to get an update on that, man. We need to check on him and see how he's doing. You know, this is a fucked up thing to say, but I have kind of thought, you know what, I'm not even going to say it. Let me stop. Uh, Kyle Lowry, let's look at your stats, son. All right, Lowry. 
what we got. So this past season, Lowry, what were you doing from three? Oh, 41%. This is actually his best That's season from pretty three. Pretty good. Oh, and on eight shots a game. Oh, yeah, we need to go after that. That's what we need in our lives. How many free throws he take? Because that's another thing Drew doesn't do. He doesn't draw free throws. He don't get to the foul line. Like, Lowry yeah. gets six a game, seven assists. I mean, he's an aggressive point guard. I mean, yeah. he... so thirty-one. Yeah, man, this is who they need to go after. Damn, I didn't realize Lowry. For some reason, I thought Lowry was bigger. He's only six six feet. He's about the same height as Chris Paul, then. Like, how, how tall is Patty Mills? I thought Patty Mills was like six two. You never know with these uh, ESPN yeah, sure. things, though. Let me see. You know, he's six foot, so they're the same size. Patty Mills somehow just looks smaller. Probably because he's skinny. Yeah. Lowry's a little thicker. But, I don't know. But that, that that's a guy who I would go after. That would be the one big splash you can make that can make a big. And I think you could, if winning is important to him, you can make a case. Because he could always do the LeBron one-and-one thing. Where yeah. you sign a, a option deal, opt out next year, and re-up, which actually for him is even a better. Well, I don't know if it's a better deal, but it's, you know, you get six years out of it instead of five. Five. Yeah. So, you know, you could do that, something like that. And now, from the Pell's perspective, it locks you in. After next year, he'll be thirty-two, so it locks you into him until he's thirty-five. So you gonna pay for it on the back end. Yeah. But you got a good point guard right now. I don't know, man. This is it's what gonna happens. be interesting, man. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do. I mean, but first we gotta figure out if Dale and Gentry are gonna be back. Well, who would you want them to bring in if they fire those guys? Probably Gundy and whoever else. I would actually want Gundy to run the Pels. It'd be nice to finally have professional leadership yeah. in there, and not just somebody like, who's uh, respected. <laughs> you know, not not just. I mean, should, Dale should be respected. I mean, he's been a GM. Longer than most of the GMs in the league. God, he's so You've been there with this seven years, something like that. He's so terrible. So, terrible, like Charles Barkley. Terrible, said. terrible. No, nah, but but yeah. So it's definitely time. I don't I don't know who uh, Van Gundy would bring in as GM, but I mean I'm pretty sure he can find somebody good. Yeah, uh, or decent at least. So what about Danny Ferry. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that. I don't know if Danny Ferry, you know, some people don't like taking jobs after their friend gets fired. I don't have no problem uh, with it. I wouldn't have a problem <laughs> if with If you that. got fired tomorrow and Bank of America offered me enough money, uh, I would definitely take your job. And I'd be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I wouldn't mind Ferry. I mean, he built that Atlanta team. Yeah. So, and they haven't done nothing since he left. Yeah, that's true. So, except fall apart. So, I, I would be fine with Ferry and Van Gundy. You know, I don't know if that happens. This team is just so weird, man. There's just you don't hear nothing until you hear it. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. there's no yeah. there's no like connection with the local media. They don't like with the Saints, you'll uh like the Saints writers know what's gonna happen before it happens. And you'll start hearing them hinting about, you know, what types of players they wanna bring in, what what they'll probably do this offseason. Like by the time free agency hits, you already know who's on the list. who's yeah. on the list of guys they like, who they bringing in. You, you find know. out at like midnight. You know, uh-huh. you with the with the Pels, it's like you just gotta wait for a while because you know the national media is not not about to cover them, and and the Times Picayune, you know, they'll get around to it after the LSU baseball game. So how do you feel? Uh, how close the Malcolm Butler deal gets done after the draft? Yeah, I think it gets done after the draft. I think I don't think you trade your first round or trade to get a first round pick and then trade it right back. That's retarded in my well, opinion. I mean, 
I also agree in that sense because you got to sign him to a long term yeah. deal anyway. So I think they trade like a second round pick next year. I'd be okay with that. And yeah, I'd be okay with that. Get a starting corner to go with the rest of our the Omer Ashiks in our secondary. Let Trey White play the slot. Trey White. Oh, we're not gonna get him. He too. He too. He he don't go too high. He may not. Although I heard Mayock say that he's more of a slot corner than, yeah, than a, which is fine. Like you need a slot corner, so most most teams play three three corners anyway, in or three receivers anyway. Saints play three safeties. <laughs> That's just because they don't have nothing else. Yeah, all they had was safety, <laughs> so they just put them all on the field. Uh, <laughs> it's so weird, man. Like I was talking to somebody at work about about the Saints, uh, and they were saying how like well they can never figure out the 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 defensive side of the thing. And I was like, I don't know what it is. Like, they just... Well, first, I mean, you got to figure out what you want to run. Yeah. They've I mean, been... how many defenses have they ran in the last five years? Um, like, you get the feeling, like, you get the feeling, at least until Dennis Allen, that Peyton was hiring his defensive coordinators, like, out of the out of the paper. Like, <laughs> like he was reading... <laughs> like, he was reading Peter King talking about... <laughs> Who the hot coordinators were, and he would go after them or some shit. Like, cause he had Greg Williams, right? Which that worked out. Brought us a Super Bowl, even though he's an asshole. They hate like, each other. Hey, look, I'm I'm Greg will forever have a soft spot in yeah, my heart. Mine too. But anyway, they had Greg Williams. They ran him out of town, and then they had uh, uh the guy Spagnolo. He wasn't there that long, was he? No, Spagnolo. He was there for a season. A it year, was a, yeah. it was a season that Peyton was suspended. Yeah. <laughs> so so they, they never actually even met. But, but yeah, he uh, they so he had Spagnolo, uh, who had just got fired from the Rams. The Rams, yep. and then they brought in Rob Ryan, who just got fired from the Cowboys, but was a big name, and his brother's a good coordinator. So I guess we should hire him, right? And uh, so what do you think about them bringing in Rex? Oh, Rex is on TV now. What the hell? Yeah, he's like with ES. I forget who he's with, but he's with somebody oh, okay. on TV. So yeah, Rex is never going back to the NFL. Let me tell you that right now. He will never ever grace an NFL sideline so? again. Not with a headset on. What? You don't think so? No, no. He's gonna be good on TV, man. He's gonna start making that that, that TV, that good TV money, that Gruden money, that you know four or five million a year, where it's like this same amount I be making coaching, and I don't have to do anything. Get my opinion. <laughs> yeah, just sit up here. Look how long Bill Cowell's boring ass sat up there on the yeah, on the desk. He never said. Can you remember one thing he ever said up there? Or one time he made you laugh or made you think. No, you can't. Because <laughs> he just sat there collecting <laughs> checks. And that's what Rex is going to do. Like, if I were NFL coach, that would be the whole game plan. But, NFL yeah. coaching would just be a, 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 a pit stop on my way to the booth. Hey. Like, <laughs> uh, hey, the way they're making money now, man, I can't blame you. All you got to do is say cliches. No stress. Yeah. You just show up and you say cliches. Yeah, we talked to them before the game, and they said they're uh, they're really focused this week, and uh, they really just want to execute. You know, they they the coach gives gives them a good game plan every week. They're just going to execute, and uh, you know, but guys have to you know stay within themselves and not try to do too much. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to yeah, do. That's true. I do, I do think Dennis Allen is doing a good job with the defense. I think they need to give him some time. You know, I think he can turn him around. You give him some players. I think he'll be all right. Yeah. I don't know, man. Dennis Allen was my head coach on the, a Madden franchise once. I mean, he, so I have a little connection with him. They weren't that bad last. I mean, they were bad, but I mean, you had guys you signed off the street that was delivering pizza, starting. What do you want them to do? 
need you to turn that into a to a top five <laughs> defense. That's what I'm gonna need you to do. Nah, but you're right. They don't have no. Uh, I mean, maybe we'll see how rank starts next year uh, rankings and what these rookies do this year. But yeah, I mean, they, they don't have any players on their defense other than maybe Cam Jordan, and even Cam is. He's a, he's a good Dude, player. He had a Pro Bowl year last year. He just yeah. got overlooked because the defense is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But they got a shot this year, man. They got a shot. Once they draft my boy Malik McDowell, they got a shot. If the Saints could get some depth, they'd be okay. Like, they need depth, man. They don't they don't have any depth behind them. I mean, when guys start to go down, I mean, you sign the niggas off. You sign the guys off the practice street. You know what I'm you need some depth, man. Injuries are going to happen in the NFL. It's not if, it's just when. You know, you got to have serviceable guys to, to back those guys up, you know? Yeah, they these dudes go in week one. <laughs> week one. They're like, okay, well, <laughs> Delvin Bro, P.J. Williams. All right, maybe P.J. will be good. Maybe this could be a good little tandem. Week two, Ken Crawley. <laughs> Sterling Moore. <laughs> With Sterling Moore was very serviceable. He was, man. <laughs> Ken Crawley. What was the other dude? Uh, the other undrafted dude. VW Webb? No. Uh, it was Ken Crawley and another dude who started the season. Uh, Devontae Harris. From Damn, A&M. I forgot about him. You should have forgot about him. <laughs> you should have because he was terrible. But, uh, oh, yeah, so him him and Devontae Harris. God, I forgot about him. So that was that was the first because remember there was a week we started both of them yeah. boys like undrafted rookie free agents starting like hey get out that boy dude and then that's when they were like all right we, we gotta go we got who's on who's on canal, <laughs> <It was> on canal. <laughs> and that's when they went and got oh. BW and, and Sterling and they were all right by Saint standards yeah but not yeah. by not by anybody else standards <laughs> maybe they'll bring back uh, Tracy Porter. Is he still in the league? I don't know. I know Patrick Robinson's a free agent. He should be. <laughs> God, he's out there with Meacham. They're out there working out together. I mean, if we can get, what's his name, to play? Uh, they had a concussion. Swan and the other guy. I think Swan's done, man. Really? Dude, yeah, man. Get out of here. Get out of here, Swan. I'm sorry. It's been three <laughs> years. You ain't played. I'm sorry. Hey, man, he can't help every time he sneezes and get a concussion. Well, I can't help you keep this NFL check then. How do the Saints not evaluate and find this stuff? Well, how are you going to find a concussion in a, in pre-evaluation? I mean, he got to have concussions at Georgia. He played at Georgia, right? Yeah. No, he didn't have any concussions. So, it was just because he went to the Saints? No, nah, he just had bad luck. Like, that first one he had was terrible. Uh, and then he got kneed in the head, I think. And then, you know, some some guys, after you get the first yes, one. You just get yeah. yeah. We had dudes we played with that. Shoot, they would get concussions every week. So Brandon Morgan. Yeah, yeah. He was a walking concussion. God. Probably concussed right now. Dude, I know his brain got to be scrambled. Well, it was scrambled back then, so. Yeah, it's true. He could play, though. He would light your ass up. Yeah. He's the skinniest dude I've ever seen light somebody up. I've never seen somebody that was real thin. He was not afraid. He was not afraid. So, but yeah. But, um. So, man, over, under. Ten oh, wins for LSU this year. Ten win. Oh, I think. Uh, what do you say when you when you, is, is it push? Like when you just want to yeah. that number? Yeah. Well, then that. You think they're gonna win ten games? Yeah. 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 Yes. You that confident? Yes. Yes. 
Yes. How many they won last year? Eight? Nine. They won nine games Plus last the year. Plus game. Well, okay. Well, eight games last year. Which they beat Louisville. They shut Louisville down. Yeah. And so, I mean, I know it's not the same team. You got a lot of guys going all that. But they just need a little offense, man. They just need a little offense. So and if they can get just a little offense. So, you think Danny Etlin is the guy? I don't know whose guy he is, but he's a guy. Um, I don't know. I think I think Canada – you don't know, man, because it's not like Edling was put in on, on the greatest show on turf and he just failed. He was put in to hand the ball off 17 times yeah, straight that's true. and then throw it on on third and 18. So yeah, that's true. You put him in better situations, better, you know, down distance, not so predictable. Everybody doesn't know he's passing or know he's not passing. You know, he could you could be surprised how how much better somebody can be, even even just a serviceable dude. That's actually why I was surprised Brandon Harris transferred. I wasn't surprised about that. Too much has happened. Sometimes too many bad things have happened. Well, just a new offensive coordinator, and I really thought he would have beat Edling out because everything I'm hearing from Spring, like he know better than Justin McMillan. Like him and Justin McMillan are neck and neck. Yeah. So, but I mean, hey. I wish him luck at North Carolina. Maybe he'll throw for 3,000 yards. Good luck with that, man. Good luck with that. But, like, I mean, we crap on all these quarterbacks, though. But seriously, like, think about the quarterbacks Bama's had. These haven't been. They haven't been that good. Yeah, they, these haven't been world beaters. Most of them don't go to the league, and the ones that do don't stay very they, long. Yeah, all their career backups like McCann. Yeah, so, I mean, shoot. Mettenberger went higher than anybody that, that he's yeah. had, that Saban's had a quarterback at Bama. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like he was great or anything, but, you know, at least NFL teams thought he was that talented. Um, so, so yeah, I don't – I think you can do a lot better and it doesn't take that much more. I mean, we see these quarterbacks every year put up – at other schools put up big, big numbers and then they come out and either don't get drafted. Yeah. Like, people don't even think about them. Just like, oh, that dude's not getting – That's like, why I'm surprised Patrick Mahomes is getting so much attention. Well, he's just got to – he's just – like he got a hell of an arm. Sound like Jamarcus Russell to me. Well, I don't think he's I don't think he's as dumb as Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> Why that got to be dumb? Because he's dumb. Because he, he wore a, a fur coat in Oakland <laughs> in August. <laughs> he could throw the ball seventy yards though. Yeah, he could do that. But even yeah, when he was yeah. at LSU, I knew he wasn't gonna be a good pro. Yeah. Like this is why I don't understand sometimes these. Um, Talent evaluators, like because what are you looking at? Like what? What his are size, you? His arm strength. Like, what are you looking at? Because regular people, like sometimes I look at guys, like Taco Charlton, uh, from Michigan, mm-hmm. who was at one time rated really high in the draft. I think he's still rated as a first round pick, just not like top five, top ten type dude. But I looked at his thing, and this is just on YouTube, so just looking at his highlights. So not nothing real critical, and. Um, I, as I looked at him, and like two minutes into the thing, I'm like, I don't want this dude. I was like, yeah, he's a big dude. He's a, you know, pretty good athleticism, but he don't have no any moves. He doesn't know anything. He's just a big dude, you know. And then um, I next thing I hear, I hear Mayock saying that uh, he talked to a scout and they think Taco Charlton is overrated and he's not gonna go as high as people think. And I and, and so it makes me wonder, like, with other guys who are like that who have the physical but don't have any actual skills. Like, what do you look – how could you look at Jamarcus Russell all that time at LSU? And he, he had some good seasons at LSU, and they did some good things. 
But I always thought I, I never thought they were that they were hitting their potential with him at quarterback. Yeah. Like he all like uh, Flynn came in and we saw he was way better than Russell yeah. ever anything Russell did. Uh, he was more efficient. You didn't have to worry about stupid mistakes or uh, or, or dumb. You know he, he would overthrow people all the time. But so I, I never for once looked at him. And when I was watching Jamarcus, when was that? Was that what eight years ago, seven years ago? Mm-hmm. So I was basically in my early 20s, and I could see that he wasn't that great. So why, how could you pick him number one overall? Now, this is back when L. Davis was running the, yeah, the, Raiders. the Raiders. So who knows? Maybe if he got past number one, he would have fallen until the third round or something. But I was like, how could you think that? And at the time, I hoped that it worked out because I wanted an LSU quarterback to do well. But I never thought, I never thought, oh, yeah, this is Andrew Luck or something. I always thought... No, this is young Jeezy with an arm. Like this is not. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the dude you want to build your franchise around. Yeah, he was so bad. They sued for their money back. That's how That's, bad. That's how bad. This dude had to do a cash back guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So I think it'll be a while before we see another LSU quarterback draft. At least a few years. Not with Canada. Not with Canada. How long, realistic, do you think he's gonna be there? I think three years. Him and Aranda. Three years max for, for both of them. Three years max. Uh, maybe two. Because they'll probably – Aranda might be going after next year. But with Canada, they're going to want to see at least a couple years at a top program before they just hand you their program. But uh, And that's if he waits for like a big time, Child. which he should do. He should do like – not like Kirby Smart who waited you know 20, 20 years. years. That's stupid. But – you know, ready for the right situation. Don't take Florida Atlantic like stupid Lane Kiffin. That's about all he can get. You know what Lane Kiffin said when they asked him about it? And this is why he's at Florida Atlantic. He was like, uh, they asked him, they actually didn't even ask him about working at LSU. They asked him about Coach O, like what he thought about Orgeron and all that. And he was like, oh, yeah, it would have been uh, it would have been great to work with, uh, with uh, Coach O again. You know, we were great friends from uh, our time at USC together. And um, I definitely would have got paid more. Um, at LSU um, but you know it, it would have been great but uh, you know things just worked out a little differently I was like you don't say that at work you don't say that at work <laughs> what's wrong with you <laughs> but I knew that whole Kiffin thing was a pipe dream I, I never thought he was coming I, I just didn't I never thought he was coming really man Saban wasn't about to have that no <laughs> Nick was like, you going to Florida Atlantic. I got you this job. It's where yeah. you going. <laughs> you ain't going to LSU. I'm like, but how you say that? Like, how you – like, you know you know they can read in Florida Atlantic, right? You know they're going to read this. And they're not going to say anything because they Florida Atlantic. But when – you know, stuff like that doesn't come out until, like, you know, the shit hits the fan. Then that's when people start taking that kind of stuff that you said out on you. But this is why he's at Florida Atlantic and not at Louisville or some of the other good jobs that have come available in the last few years. But I do think if they stay for three years, I think they're going to beat Alabama. Hmm? I think they'll beat Alabama if they, those Aranda and Canada stay at LSU for at least three years. They'll beat them at least one out of three years. They might beat them this year. Uh, it's the best year to beat them, man, because they haven't seen your scheme yet. But they're playing at Bryant Denium. Nobody's scared of Brian Denny. Nobody's 110,000 people. Sound like a sausage brand. Roll, die, roll. Mm-mm. Do, 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 do. Roll, <laughs> die, roll. 
with I don't know, man. Ten thousand of the fans with that stupid hat on, that stupid Bear Bryant hat on. They gonna take his statue down pretty soon. It needs to be taken down. Should have been taken down. They gonna put Nick Saban up there. Yeah, I mean, I respect Nick Saban more than Bear Bryant right I now. I still can't stand that midget elf, evil little man. If they say they fire coach all day and Saban would come back, would you, would you take him? Yep, in a heartbeat. <laughs> in a heartbeat. Uh, but man, man, I think Coach O's gonna do some good things. Man, I mean, dude, he is recruiting his butt off. Like, yeah, yeah, they they killing that trail right now. <laughs> My goodness, I think the You got to back closest. that with some wins, though. Yeah. Like, if they true. if they get 10 wins next year, they will have the number one class. That's true, man. I... Because the only reservation anybody, everybody, like when I hear defensive players talk about LSU, they always talk about how they want to play at LSU because they didn't have so many dudes drafted and all that. They always just have a good defense. Um, on offense, they always like, well, you know, I like the program and I want to win. <laughs> Unless it's a running back, of course. We got to let fall less miles for that. Yeah, but you know, I don't understand. Like, these—if you look at these dudes' receivers, like, dude, they are ridiculous. Yeah, like I don't know how they recruit these guys. Look like, how long they hit Odell Beckham. <laughs> yeah, and Jarvis Landry. Put him in the witness protection. Yeah, that's true. But you know what? I think I think it's gonna look completely different. I think I think they're gonna be a lot better. You know, I had said it was time for Miles to go. Three years ago, when Leonard Fournette came to LSU, I was saying it was time for Miles to go. When Saban got fired with Dolphins, I was like, "It's time for." And that was only like a couple, a couple years, years after after, after yeah. he won the title. I was like, "Get rid of this dude." This is why I don't have no respect for people who run organizations and these programs. They don't, and I, I know that's that's a much easier because you got to go through the boosters. It's not as simple as just saying, "Oh, he's fired," but. Man, you got to get Nick Saban back, man. You can't just let him go to Alabama. Yeah, go to Alabama. <laughs> For this grass-eating fool. But, I mean, I get it at the time. They didn't think they were in that bad of shape. But, man, he wasted Leonard Fournette. He wasted. I was so upset about Jeremy that. Jeremy Hill. I, I mean, I can just go down the list. I was, I, I was so upset about that. Like, all I wanted these past three years was for – I didn't care what LSU did doing this. I mean, I did care. I wanted him to win. But I didn't really care. I really just wanted Fournette to win the Heisman. That was the only thing I wanted. I would have valued that over even a national title. But you know what, man? If they would have just went ahead and fired him at the end of last year, year before last, when he saved his job after the Texas A&M, yeah. Texas Tech game, whatever game it was, and uh, they should have just went ahead and fired because that was what Leonard Fournette and them going into their junior year. Whoever would have came in would have had a loaded deck. On offense and defense. Yeah. Give them a year, man, under a new offensive coordinator to put that shit together, man. They probably would have beat Alabama this last year. Yeah. I, I, you know, I when they brought with, him with back. the right scheme, yeah. When they brought him back, I was like, what are we doing? Are we conceding? I mean, Leonard Fournette not going to be there his senior year. I'm like, what are we doing? You know, and they just wasted him away. And you know what's going to be messed up? You know how, like, uh, when Peyton Manning – Everybody thought he was going to win the national championship in, high, in uh, college. Mm-hmm. And um, then he didn't. But the year after T. Martin won the national title, it's going to be the same thing. Everybody thought Fournette was going to win the Heisman. Watch Geis going to win the Heisman this year. Man, Geis is a beast. He is a beast, man. Watch Geis going to win the Heisman this year. Why he didn't see the field sooner? Like, why he didn't see the Because of Fournette, man. Yeah, but I mean. Mm-mm, no. 
I'm not putting you on the field for Fournette, man. I'll let you lead the program first. How about put him on the field at the same time? Special teams. Two back sets. I mean, he, he could have been a holder. Have we ever heard of that? Two no. running backs on the backfield? Uh, nah. You know, a little shotgun, read nah. option? Nah, dog. No shotgun. I Motion? Ah, where's Jacob Hester? Because, you know, like they said, uh, when he was at the playoffs, you know, he played at Catholic High and Baton Rouge. Playoffs? Uh, when he was at the playoffs, he didn't even play running back. They put him there. Somebody got hurt at wide receiver. He played the slot. and had like 150 yards receiving. Like, this is how athletic this dude is. But Cam and Les, nope. All right. Toss, die. Toss, dive. The only school in the country running the infamous toss, dive. (laughs) And for one yard every single time. This is how you know how bad it was. Booker McFarlane was on Sports Talk Radio in the morning. We always do a segment. And he was, they was like, so what are you, you know, what are you most glad to see gone, you know, from the Les Mile era? And he was like, toss, dive. Yeah, <laughs> and I just bust out laughing, and I was like, "Man, you and every other LSU fan." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, dude!" You know, Canada ought to troll uh, LSU. The first fans. play, first play, toss dive, baby. <laughs> that play's gonna be quiet. <laughs> oh man, dude, with the last, they're the gonna be field. like, "Wait, let's back." You're like I'm back, baby. You know, I had to give you credit though. You did say. Les wasn't going to find another Power 5 job. No. He no. thought he was. Yes, he thought he was. No, man. Not if you have if you have any person in your program that cares at all to look into anything. They was going to look at, at that. Like, there's no way I didn't think. Because you're right. Most coaches, if you were a top coach or you won a national, national title, yeah. you're going to get a chance somewhere. Florida Atlantic. <laughs> like, you can get a chance somewhere. But for him, I mean, when you look at it, he was so stubborn. Les yeah. Miles could still be there right now. He could have hired Matt Canada. Yeah. There's no reason he couldn't have done that or hire some other good offensive coordinator. Well, for the last two years, they've been asking him to fire Cam, and he said no. Yeah, that's his boy. They were like, you know, we want to keep you. Just bring it in. I mean, the same thing that happened at Oklahoma with Bob Stoops. What he I brought done, in, what's the guy? He uh, brought in, uh, he going to be a head coach pretty soon anyway. Oh, that young dude? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know but I mean, he, he was feeling the pressure. Offense had got old, stagnant, and he brought an offensive coordinator, and he good. You know, yeah. that's all they wanted Les Miles to do. But like you say, he he was stubborn. Yeah, and he would say, "Oh, every every spring we go and visit Texas A and M and Texas Tech and Oregon. We're going to look at the why, why just for the view." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like nothing is going to change, and I used to have that view of well, maybe it will, and then toward the end, I was mm-hmm. like. Nothing's going to change. I didn't think it was going to change because when you look at how LSU runs a program and why they're so successful, it's because they go all out in terms of resources. They pay the highest. They have the highest staff. They're pretty much committed to that at this point that every year they're going to have the highest paid staff. And every year they're going to they're gonna try to make sure they have one of the top facilities and all that good stuff. So that's how they're successful. Except the one place they didn't go after the best was offensive coordinator. Like before Cam, they had like that those two those co co coordinators, yeah. Steve Eisenmenger. Or, like they I, weren't even yeah. good co offensive coordinators. Was it was just guy, some dudes. He was sick or something, wasn't he? Yeah, like somebody something? I can't. Then they moved like a offensive line coach yeah. or something up there, and it was just you could tell there was no priority 
placed on it. And I always figured, well, if the head coach is not putting priority on that in a program where they go all out to have the best everything, that means that he doesn't want anybody in there with another voice. He just wants to run what he wants to run. He's not going to let anybody change it. And that's why the offense never changed under anybody, even Cam. So I told some fans that. And yeah. They just argued me down. I'm like, it's like, it's not less, it's Cam. I'm like, we've had like four offensive coordinators, and they all have run the exact same thing. You don't think Les Miles is telling them what to run? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. So he's a, like, so he could have definitely still been there because Les Miles can recruit his ass off. Yeah, it's one thing he can do. Uh, and he always, like, uh, I didn't have any problem. Like, he always hired good coaches. Like, his defense coordinators have just been ace after yeah. ace after ace. Except for Witcher McCullough from Auburn. I couldn't stand him. Who? Uh, uh, Muschamp? No. The one they stayed for one year before Randa got there. Who was that? Oh, uh, not Steele, huh? Yeah, Kevin yeah, Steele. Yeah. Man, they say his defense, like, there was like, there, a lot of times his calls were so complex that that's why they had a lot of blown coverages that year. Cause they they like, fired him, right? Well, he After one year? Well, or did he leave? He left. Well, he... He wanted to go back to Alabama, uh, to something with his pension or some shit, mm. or something like that. That sounds like one of them Jaluk firings, where it's like, <laughs> where it's like, look, find another job, okay? <laughs> we'll keep you on yeah, until you was, find another job. It was terrible, but I mean, they brought in a Randa, and he's been awesome, man. I'm talking about. They say, man, the calls are so simple. They they just play. They don't yeah. have to think about it. They just line up. They know what their assignment is. Until you come up against Canada's offense and he's shifting, doing things, throwing passes. Yeah, they said uh, they was like, man, it was like in the off in the scrimmage they had like uh, tackles, catching passes, running uh, running jet sweeps. There was like all kind of stuff. Yeah, it was like you never know what's coming, and that's all you need to beat Alabama. I never forget. I think it was Tim Williams. Said, oh, we love playing LSU. No, that was uh, Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen. Yeah. Because we knew exactly what was coming before it came. Yep. Like. You can't give players like that. Yeah. You can't give them, no, man. You can't let just let them just peel back because they know the toss dive coming. And they about Dude, to just. They were teeing off on Little for They just about to destroy his life. Mad, bro. CP3 on the screen. Oh, yeah. Come on, CP. I Come save Austin us. Austin lost again. Number one seed down. You can be our hero. Down two games. Maybe CP wants to be like LeBron, man. You know they boys. Maybe he maybe he was like take out a, a ad in the players, whatever that thing is they write in. Players Tribune. Yeah. And he'll be like, I want to come back to New Orleans where it all started. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. It's wishful thinking, man. We're going to win 38 games. I think if Blake stay and uh, Doc stays, I think he'll stay. Yeah. All right, we jumping too much, but but yeah, um, nah, LSU is gonna be good, man. They're gonna be good. I don't have no problem with them. Matter of fact, I wish I'm just thinking of it now. When I was in Vegas last week, I wish I had found some sports book that had bets on the Heisman because I'd take guys. I'd taken guys all the way. He's so good. And looking at what that yeah. trash running back from Pittsburgh did last year, man. like what teams not gonna be able to just key in on him yeah. anymore. You know, yeah. Just so just think what Leonard Fournette could have did. And that type of offense where they didn't know he wasn't always in the backfield. You know, they didn't know what was coming. They had to play honest. But I mean, Leonard Fournette don't care. He's gonna be so paid by by next year. He's not even gonna care. Ethan Posick, the center, you know, played what three years at center at LSU. He would say, "I would go to the line of scrimmage and they expect me to make the adjustments for the calls." And he'd be like, 
it'll be nine, ten in the box. And he was like, I don't know what kind of protection <laughs> or run scheme to call when you got nine. It's five blockers and you got nine in the box. He's like, I don't know what to call. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, it was time, Les. It was time. I wasn't sad when he got fired like most everybody was. I'm sorry if everybody's mad, but it was time like three years ago for him to go. I'm just saying it. Well, look, yeah, I, I've been ready. I've been, you as the people, well, I don't work there anymore, but people I used to work with, like, they heard me for years, and they will always say, oh, I don't know where you, you, you know, be careful. You don't know what you got until it's gone, blah, blah, blah. He win 10 games every year. I'm like, no, he loses two games every year. Yes. You're thinking about it the wrong way. Like, I'm not saying you got to go undefeated every year, but I'm talking about with the talent they had. When you look at especially that team that went to the title game and couldn't pass the 50. That was ridiculous. With, with Tyron Matthew and and just all of them. Was Peterson on that team? Yes, Patrick, Patrick Peterson. Like, just – just Clayborn. Like, like, multiple, multiple uh, pro bowlers. Yeah. Not even just – and then, you know, the offensive players they had were good, too. Because Beckham, wasn't that? Yep. Beckham, Landry, Mettenberg, yep. all them boys. But, you know, it was so funny. They were talking to one of the Alabama players. And the game that when they beat them in the season, when LSU beat them in the season, it was because of the read option. They was mm-hmm. like, we didn't practice for prepare for it. When they got the draft, when they pulled it and they got Alabama again, I was like, this is yeah. a nightmare. They are not going Cause, to win cause this Because everybody game. here, because uh, if y'all don't know, we, we're in Dallas, Texas. But everybody here was like, uh, you know, people out here feel some type of way about the SEC. And so they always feel like if you say anything, they always feel you're going to be against the Big 12. So that, that year, Oklahoma State was the other team. It was between them and Alabama. It was either going to be a rematch or a new game with Oklahoma State and LSU. And they, were, and they, they, they kept thinking that I wanted to see – the SEC rematch because yeah, I was like, no, I was like, I was like, nah, give me Oklahoma State. Yes, <laughs> give me, they will blow them boys out the water. Yes, <laughs> give me Oklahoma State. Why couldn't like, they win, bro? Why couldn't they win? <laughs> oh man, that was that was terrible. I was like, oh. I was like, man, they get Bama. I was like, there's no way they're gonna win this game. And I knew it the very first play. I never forget it. Read option, and they crushed it. And you could just see Les Miles on the side looking like, what are we going to do? Because I didn't prepare for anything else. Like, Nick Saban wasn't going to make adjustments and prepare for that. But he had no – I mean, they couldn't cross the 50. The 50. Seriously, in a national championship game, Is that you bad? can't get across the 50? <laughs> I mean, my God. It was time for him to go in, actually. Yeah, I'd have fired him right after the game. Like, I mean – like that was just piss poor. You let your team down. But yeah, so they they I don't know. But that's but it's all good now. We got the Canada. We got Aranda, at least for probably two good years yeah. right here. Yeah. And then oh had to go find some new dudes. But And I'll tell you I wasn't on board with the Ohio either. But I mean I it's like handing a Ferrari to a dude who never drove one before. No, it's like handing a Ferrari to Coach O. That's what it's like. Uh, But I mean, he's done some good things, man. He said he's learned a lot from Ole Miss, and he said the one thing he didn't do was let his coordinators coach. Yeah, and he said that's one thing that he is gonna do. That's why he went out and hired the best. Yeah. So I mean, he can be successful there, but it's all gonna depend on his coordinators. Yeah. I mean, he pretty much handles the recruiting aspect of it, but it's gonna depend. One one thing I do like about Coach O. 
and this is kind of unorthodox to like about a head coach, but he actually coaches a position. Yeah. I don't know why I like that, but I do like it a little bit. Like, he coaches a defensive end, I think. A D-line, I thought. Well, maybe it's a whole line. Well, well, Pete Jenkins actually coaches it, but he's he's not on staff, per P, se. Yeah, Pete Jenkins, that's like the Tom Benson of their staff. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not going to be around. <laughs> he's not going to be around much longer. I think next year when they, the NCAA approves for an additional coach, yeah. they'll hire a full-time coach. But I, I don't know why, because I, I, was, I was like, I just like that. I, for some reason, I think that makes you more connected to the team than – uh, just being yeah, and then look most head coaches don't do that so it's not like it's a bad thing or you can't be successful nothing like that it's just you know position coaches are much uh, closer to the players than yeah. the head coach really ever is and so I, I think just from a wanting to play for you kind of a standpoint I think that's kind of a good thing Man. and it's just kind of it's kind of weird just to see him out there sweating when Nick Saban's in that little hat the little hat and his little golf shirt and his, <laughs> and his tiny John Stockton shorts <laughs> You know, it's bro, just they, scowling at people. Their defensive line is gonna be nasty, bro. LSU or Alabama? Yeah, LSU, oh. man. They they recruited to the three four. I'm just gonna put it that way. Like, yeah, they they ready for the three four defense now. Like they got some inside guys, and I mean they got these R. I don't know where the fuck they find these R and key type guys. Chess on. They got another one who they yeah, recruit right now. Just, yeah, I'm like. I don't know where they find these guys. I mean, they steal them out of Texas, you know. But yeah, it's like they all come from Houston. Yeah, <laughs> <And> I mean, Arden <laughs> Key gonna have a great year this year. I think. Yeah, yeah, he about to, he about to go top five. Yeah, if you know, you know, hopefully stay healthy. So but. if Drew Brees, you know, sits out this year, that'd be a good pass rusher, Arden Key. What do you mean if he sits out this year? Well, you know, it's contract year. He might tell Sean, "I just need to heal up." You know, <clears throat> if there's one thing Drew is about, is that. Money. Yeah, he he's might. not sitting nothing out. Jimmy Johns doesn't pay him enough. I'm sorry. Walk ons, Mike. Walk ons, Mike. We need to get Drew to invest in our business. We need to pitch something to him. I'm gonna send him a tweet. Drew a, not a investing. DM. Drew not investing in our business. I'm gonna be like Drew. Come to the real estate market in Dallas. Drew not investing in us, man. Drew, give me a million dollars. I'd take Drew's million dollars. I would too. I lead the country. <laughs> that's exactly how he would loan it to me. <laughs> Shoot, Drew, he wouldn't even know this. That was a round and error for him, man. That dude's made so much money. Especially how much he paid for his kids at Newman. Probably right. Is that where his kids go? All of them go to Newman. That, shit, that, that was expensive even when I was in school. I looked it up. It's like. It's got to be 20. It's like 25 now. <sighs> Jesus Christ. He got, what, three? And they just had another one, so was that four? He probably would just write the whole check on the first day. Fall, fall. 100, 100K. There you go. That's my workout bon- uh, bonus. <laughs> Odell Beckham went to Newman, too. Yeah, that's kind of I – I wouldn't have put him on Newman. I would have thought he went to uh, – uh, definitely not St. Augustine. Yeah, I thought it, you would have went to Newman. A little, little too wild. Me? Yeah, I thought you would have went to we Newman. We had to sell my house to go to Newman. <laughs> <laughs> oh man nah, I almost went to De La Salle though I, I'm glad I didn't That would have been a mistake Yeah that would have been a mistake Good old De La Salle God they were trash I about to say We could always count on Beating on them Such trash Them and then I, I um I did a visit at Brother Martin Fuck Brother Martin I could not do Brother Martin I did not feel comfortable Mama was like 
I wanted to go to 35. My mom was like, you ain't going to 35. I wanted to go to 35. Because, you, you know, everybody wanted to go to 35 yeah. at that time because it was a good school, yeah. but they also had girls. Yeah. And, yeah, I wanted to go to 35. Uh, and my mom was did the same thing. She let me go. She let me take that little test they I had. couldn't even take the test. Damn. <laughs> well, my mom wanted me to think I had a decision, so she let me go. I take the test, do everything. I don't think she thought I was going to get in. Got in, and then she was like, well, we're going to say it all. <laughs> the end. <laughs> so my mom was like, "It's either Brother Martin or Saint Aug." I'm yeah. like, "I ain't going, Brother Martin." I'm like, "Saint Aug, it is." Yeah, Brother Martin. That was that was. Uh, I don't know, man. I did not feel comfortable at Brother yeah, Martin. Yeah, man. It just didn't feel right. It felt like like get out. That's what it felt like. Just, but if I was in school now, I want to go to Holy Cross. That campus is, is like it looked like a college campus for real. They bought up all them. Uh, we're totally off key by now, but yeah, they bought up all this property in the Night Ward and built this big ass campus. I mean, it is nice. Hmm. It's right there on Press. It's nice, hmm. real nice. Man, I don't, I don't know, man. All y'all kids, if there's any kids listening, or <clears throat> boys listening, yeah, yeah, go to Saint Aug, man. We Tyron need, Matthew. We need to bring this. Leonard Fournette. Trey yeah, Turner. Leonard Fournette. Trey Turner. Jacoby Jones. Kobe you know Jones, about that. Yeah. Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Yep. You know? Ballers. You want to go to NFL, take your ass to St. Aug. Now. Enough said. And, and win a state championship, please, at some point in your before life. Before we die. That's all we want. I'll take just one before we die. Yeah, we came close. We almost got there, but West Monroe had other plans. Leonard, they're not going to win until Leonard Fournette retires and comes back and coaches the team <laughs> for, for charity. <laughs> so... Maybe they can get in Matt Canada. That'd be good. I don't know. Well, all right, man. We've been already gone for like an hour and a half. Didn't feel all right, long. guys. Until the next one. Until the next one. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Uh, we'll catch y'all, I don't know. After the draft sometime. Yeah, let's recap. make a couple predictions. Let's make a couple predictions before we go. All right. So, <clears throat> all right. So, I guess first one, does Dale Demps keep his job? I think he does. Hmm. Boy, this is tough. I think he does as well. I think this is the last year, though. I also think that. Well, I think it'll be his last chance. Does Gentry, and I, I'm assuming you think if yes. Dell keeps it in Gentry, yeah, I would say the same thing. All right. So, who do the Saints take at number 11, assuming they stay there? Derek Barnett. I'm going to say, hmm. Garyon, well, see, I'm hearing that he might go a little bit higher now than 11. Hmm. I just feel like they're gonna surprise us. They probably are. I feel like they're gonna surprise us. I'm gonna I'm take. I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna take a flyer, and I'm gonna go with Malik McDowell. I'm gonna say okay. they're gonna surprise us. I'm gonna say it's a surprise, even though nobody's projecting him up there. Maybe not because they might be able to get him at 32. I don't know. I think they're gonna go corner at 32. Probably. So, I'm, I'm going to go with Malik McDowell. Why, why take the obvious one? Either him or Hassan Reddick. Okay. I really think they might end up taking Hassan Reddick. Anyway, all right. So, um, so we got that. We got that. Anything else? Hmm? Over or under 10 sacks for Arden Key. I'm not doing that right now. Like, It's not like he's going to have like, play some games between now and the next In podcast. The spring game. Saturday. I don't, is he even playing? Because didn't he leave the no, team for a while? Playing. He's back though. He tweeted out last week. He said, uh, 
back and 255 and ready to go. So he had 255 pounds. Uh, where did you go, sir? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody asked if you was back. We want to know where you went. Like, what? did you have to leave for a while so you can go do some steroids? I think they're going to be all right. Nah, they're going to be great, man. All right, y'all. So, um, hope y'all enjoyed it. We'll be back next week. Um, well, you know what? Why don't we come back next, like, Friday, Saturday? Because that'll be right, right after the draft. Dry. Right, so ain't, ain't nothing happening between before them, unless we might do a surprise pod if uh, Gentry something shakes Dale, with the pals. Yeah, yeah. Well, when they bring in Phil Jackson, yeah, because he's certainly on his way. Out of New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And he got all his money though, so that's all that matters. All right, y'all. Peace. Said, now that's all right. Meet me on the corner tomorrow night. I